Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hey guys, welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me. Today we have Ashley Feimster with us, and she is uh, a coach of the Huntington North JV soccer team. She's also the proud new owner of Downtown Nutrition in Muncie, Indiana. What do you guys do at Downtown Nutrition? What do we do? Yeah. We um, make healthy meal replacement shakes or a snack. And then we also have like energizing teas. They're delicious. If you're in the Huntington area, because a lot of you probably are, go to Healthy Hut. We do the same thing, except we're cooler. I'm just kidding. I love the people at Healthy Hut. I just like to pick on them. <laughs> He's like, pick on. So if you're interested in that, you live in the Muncie area, make sure you go follow them on Instagram, like them on Facebook. And you're going to hear a little bit from Ashley today and know her heart and know who she is. And so I'm so happy to have Ashley in the in the studio. We've interviewed a lot of younger folks, but Ashley is more my speed. She's 30 and she is thriving right now. And so we're so glad to have her in in the studio today. Ashley, you have had a life of ups and downs, a life of moving all around the place and and everything. For at one point in time, you did Youth for Christ ministry in Germany. You have had a lot of life experiences, but I do know that it has been a struggle for change for you too, right? So talk a little bit about that that process of, of learning change and the struggles that you had growing up with all of that. Yes. So the joke in my family is that Ashley does not like change because I was supposed to be born October 31st. I was born November 17th. Um, <laughs> your so poor my, mother. Yeah, I know. Apologize to your mom right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom. I was also 10 pounds, 8 ounces, but that is off track oh here. Oh my gosh. I, I'm an only child for a reason. Um, But no, the, the story, not story, but the... Um, flow of my life is change. Before we, before I even got to college, I had moved 10 times. Gosh. Um, and my mom loves to reorganize the house and change it up. And I, as a child even would panic when she moved a couch, Mm. um, because it was just too much for me, too much change. And I wasn't the one choosing that. Um, so yeah, you wanted to be in control I, like, of the change. Yes. And I change is okay as long as it's me making that choice. Yeah. Um, so then really a little bit of a backstory. Um, my mom is one of 12 children and growing up when I was in middle school, one of her sisters moved in with us. So it went from being me, my mom and my dad to me, my mom, my dad and my aunt. Mm. And then she had a baby. And so the, I went from a family of three to a family of five. And then she met somebody, got married, moved out. They had another child that marriage unfortunately ended. So she moved back in with us. So I went from being in a family of three to a family of five, back to a family of three to now a family of six. But in between there, my dad got a really awesome job opportunity. And for my sophomore year of high school, we moved to South Carolina uh, so that my dad could work for this other company. And and you've lived in, uh, Huntington. in Huntington your whole life. And my, mo- my mom being one of 12 kids, 10 of them live in Huntington County. Okay. So my family, so, my core group of ch- my church, I was heavily involved in Youth for Christ. All of that was 
in Huntington. So like now, everything that you were mm-hmm. was here. And so we moved to South Carolina and I grew up playing soccer. South Carolina plays soccer in the spring. So this comes into factor later, but Indiana plays fall soccer. So we moved to South Carolina fall of my sophomore year. We are there for six months. I am not fitting in. I am not finding a group of friends. I'm not connecting. Uh, And it was just cultural differences really rather than like I didn't like the people. We just grew up very different. And so um, it is a lot of change and I'm not in control and I don't like it. Mm. And it really put a strain on my relationship with my parents. And then to make things even more fun, and I put that in quotes, um, we moved back because my dad lost his job. So we moved back to Indiana. I have missed fall soccer. Spring soccer in South Carolina is now not happening. So I missed an entire year of soccer and I was not in control and I was not handling the change well. And um, change is a huge part of my life. Like I said, I've moved 10 times before college and I never handled those transitions well. Every time we moved, it felt like my earth shattered. And every Mm. time there was a change or my aunt moved out, my aunt moved in, my aunt moved out, my aunt moved in. My attitude was terrible. My actions um, were very aggressive and not like physically aggressive, but like I would verbally attack people because they were changing my world and that was not okay. And um, I was not in charge of any of that. And so it's like high school. Ashley was not afraid to speak her mind, even if it destroyed other people. Right. Like if you're destroying my world, I'm going to destroy you verbally. Mm. And um, so it was... It was, it's, it's been a hard transition. This isn't something I, that ended in high school. Um, so once I was done in high school, I was still, I felt like I was in control. Um, I felt like I chose where I was going to college. I chose that I wasn't going to play soccer. And then they asked me and I chose to play soccer. And then in that time of transitioning to college, um, it was I decided to play soccer and then I played a little bit and um, lost the ability to play soccer. I was told by a doctor, hey, you, you're you done. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is not okay. And I spiraled and became a very nasty person again, verbally, um, making poor life choices. Um, I was at a Christian college studying youth ministry and I was partying. Um, it was not, not a great decision. Yeah. Um, and it was this weird balance of, I felt like I was in control so I could go out and I could do whatever I wanted. But then I was partying to the point that I had no control over what I was doing. Um, I, there's nights I don't remember. And I was, then I would wake up the next morning freaking out because I wasn't in control and I was making these decisions. And there was, there was just all this tension between the two sides of me that wanted to be in control and wanted to make decisions. And then, I'm doing really dumb things where I'm not in control of my actions. And so it was um, always a, a challenge, a, a fight between um, my intentions and my actions of Ooh, what yeah. I was doing. And so um, it affected a lot of my life. 
how did it affect like your friends and yeah. all of that? Um, too? So I, so I pushed a lot of people away um, during that time because I saw them as not accepting of who I was or I saw them as challenging me. Mm. And if they were challenging me, then they were trying to change things. And that wasn't okay. Like you either need to love me for who I am and the struggle I'm going through, or you need to get out of my life. Or my relationship with my parents was terrible because they were forcing. And I, I mean, they were my parents, they were making the best decision for me, but they were forcing change on me. And I didn't like that because again, I wasn't in control. And so who I was, like when I was around different people, I was a different person. And that's partly because I'm an Enneagram three. Oh, I knew we talked about the (laughs) Enneagram. So, um, I wore a lot of different masks around different people because, uh, I, in that situation, that's who I needed to be. And it, I was in charge of that change. Everything felt so crazy. Everything Mm. in my life never felt steady. And it wasn't because my home life was bad. It was because, we just changed things a lot. And for me, that was earth shattering. And so this was a piece that I could control. I could control my actions around this person. I could control my actions around this person, but don't you dare combine those two groups because then I don't know who I am. (laughs) Um, so it was in college. Um, so I guess a little bit more of a backstory high school. I was the quote unquote good kid. I had a really good GPA and, um, I was an athlete and I was never at parties. You would never find me up to party in high school. Um, but I got to college and then I was in control mm-hmm. and my parents weren't there to watch me. And so I hung out with a crowd of people who really cared about me and were there for me, but they were making decisions that, um, I just kind of followed suit and I was partying and I was drinking and then I would lose control of who I was. And so I felt like I was in control because I was an adult. Mm -hmm. I was making my own decisions, but had the illusion of control. And then in that illusion, I would literally lose all control. And, um, so I was just doing things and then I'd wake up and I'd feel miserable. Like I said, like I just hated where I was. And, and the more I did it, the more, I spiraled and um, when I lost soccer, um, when I was told like, you're done, you can't do this Just anymore. for health reasons. Yes. I, so I guess um, I have something called compartment syndrome in my shins. My options were to have this really expensive surgery and to cut my legs open and it might work or to quit. And so um, between my family and my doctor, we just decided it was done. It was time to be done. It just got really to the point where I would just kind of drink to, um, not worry about that and to not feel it. And then I'd wake up the next morning and I'm like, I wasn't in control of what I was doing. And it was just this, this inner battle constantly. Yeah. How did you feel about yourself during that Oh, I hated myself. Um, I felt so fake because I was going to school for youth ministry and I was spending my weekends partying and it was, oh, it was, really difficult. Um, so I compensated and I overdid it by being the best. So it was this, this having to put on this face of everything is great Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I was a mess. And, um, then it, it was this really nasty pattern, honestly. And that happened until my senior year, it kind of 
all fell apart. Um, I'd lived on campus. I couldn't control what people were saying about me mm. because people knew and they would talk about it. Like it's, yeah. if I'm missing for a whole weekend on campus and I come back and loud noises hurt my head, like mm-hmm. people are going to know that they're not dumb. And so people were talking about it and I couldn't control that. So I controlled where I was and I moved home. And so my senior year, I lived at home and that actually was able to help because it cut down on the amount of time that I was partying because I was at a Christian school and my parents very much were anti-partying. Yeah. And so I was at home. And so it made it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wasn't in control because my parents, I was living under my parents' roof again. And so it was a difficult year. Um, but I looked forward to the fact that I knew the next year I would be going on an internship and I'd be out of the area and um, all of that. So more change. Um, I actually lost that internship for a while. I was supposed to go to Haiti and God just shut that door. Mm. God said, nope, not where you're going. And I was panicking. Because mm. um, you weren't in control yep, anymore. Was not. <laughs> if you can't tell, I like control. Yeah. Um, and so the... Uh, the transition of trying to find a new location was very difficult. And all of a sudden I was in the dining commons of the college uh, and there was a booth set up and it said military. And my heart has always beats for the military. I was in sixth grade when 9-11 happened. And I don't know why I remember this, but I was looking in a magazine and there was a red, white, and blue wedding dress. Like mm. the top of the wedding dress was the stars. Of the, oh and then like the, the bottom of it was red and white stripes. I was convinced I was going to marry a military man and wear that as my wedding dress. Thank goodness sixth, sixth grade Ashley did not win there. Um, I did man, end up. I just <laughs> see the pictures now. Yes, I did end up marrying somebody in the military, but uh, I did not wear that dress. So thank goodness. But yeah, so. Anyways, there's a booth set up at the college uh, talking about military ministry. And then they say the magic words, yeah, we're Youth for Christ. (laughs) And I had started going to Campus Life Youth for Christ in sixth grade. Um, We're looking at like 10 years of youth ministry and being involved in Campus Life and all of that. You were a Campus Lifer. Yeah. (laughs) Campus Lifer. Yeah, dude. Um, So I said, okay, cool. And I started messaging people and figured out. And then um, they said, yeah, we're going to send you to Europe. Okay, great. And then they said, your two options are England or Germany. And they made it seem like I had the choice of where I was going. And I said, Oh, England, for sure. They speak English. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know German. <laughs> not at all. It's not even offered at my high school <laughs> yeah. as a language. So um, I said, yeah, I'm going to go to England. And they're like, well, we'll let you know. I am panicking of I'm going to Europe. I don't know where I'm going. I know I'm going to an American military base. I know I'm going to do Youth for Christ. I know I'm making these decisions. I'm making those choices. I chose them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're choosing where I'm going. And honestly, it was so hard to sit there and wait. They said Germany. And then they said, um, we'll let you know when you need to buy tickets. And then they called me and said, okay, you need to buy tickets for this spot. And then a couple weeks later, they're like, okay, um, any chance you can move those tickets because we want you to come earlier. And I was like, no. So the day after Christmas, I got on a plane and I'm sitting in the Detroit airport crying because change. Um, I'm leaving my family for seven months mm-hmm. and moving 
across the world and I didn't know German mm-hmm. and I was so worried about this. I ended up not needing it really. Yeah, um, it's an American base. Yeah. So I was with Americans all the time. Um, and I think that is the point where I started the process of realizing I don't have to be in control because I was on this military base with people who every three years had somebody else telling them, okay, time to move. You're moving here and Mm -hmm. you have no choice in it. And so seeing um, every six months, it's called PCS season or permanent change of station. And they would Every six months, a new crew of people would move out and a new crew of people would move in. And there was no control over that. And so I just kind of realized, like, Ashley, you're freaking out over moving furniture when these people are perfectly fine with the fact that they're moving yeah. to a new area with new people and they have no say in it. And hmm. so that was kind of the start of realizing I had a control problem but there that was, was a start <laughs> yeah that was okay. just um yeah You're and just so living living in this illusion yeah I thought I was in control or I could control things and I knew yeah. I knew through like at the partying that I what I wasn't in control and all of that but I thought I could yeah. still do it and then I saw all of them sacrificially not being in control and mm-hmm. I was like okay we need to do something about that it was really eye-opening to see like mm. they they know they're not in control and they're still calm about it rather than raging. And now I'll be honest, teenagers, the teenagers could casually talk about it, but they would immediately shut themselves off as well um, because they're preparing themselves for that move. And Mm -hmm. so I could, as being a staff person there, we talked about the fact that that's a really unhealthy tendency and to just cut that off and I could look back on my life and see all the people I had just cut off because they tried to control something or they changed Mm -hmm. things on me it's like God gave you Mm -hmm. an example of how you had been living in these teenagers that you were trying to do ministry for and saying this is why I had you in Germany this is why I shut the door in Haiti this is why this 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 and this yeah like I had this plan for you to learn this here Mm -hmm. at this very moment yes so um it was a real eye-opening experience to see them handle it the adults handle it well yeah and the students to um show me essentially how I had been acting and so um yeah, it was it was like a nice little wake up call. Mm-hmm. And then um, something that Youth for Christ did fantastic was when you get back, they send you to counseling essentially. Oh, nice. Um, and so they just want to make sure you process things well. Um, but I got the added bonus of before I even left, I knew I was going back. And so they sent me to this weekend. Um, to just kind of a process and B make sure I was at a point where I could go back. Yeah. And um, so I sat down with a counselor and the counselor's like, you have depressive tendencies. These Mm. are things that if you continue on the path that you're going down, if you continue to sit in this, if you continue to um, struggle in the ways you do, you're going to struggle with depression, which is a huge issue in Germany because of how gray and cloudy it is, Europe in general, but mostly um, in Germany, which I was where I wanted to go back to. Um, So they highly recommended me seeing a counselor. Mm. And so um, I had had the example of what not to do and what what to do from the military families that I had been involved with. And then I said, okay, I'm going to counseling. And I went um, to counseling and I spent 
all of counseling, my first, I think three sessions complaining about other people. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm, I'm struggling with this because of them or mm. I'm it's struggling like just with- blaming the blame, blame game. Like yes. I am in control of my life and these people are messing it are all mess- up. It's, mm-hmm. It goes back to what you thought in high school. Yes. Those tendencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, um, counseling was a very eye opening experience for me. Um, the first three weeks, especially she's like, okay, but your actions how are you handling it and so it was um being able to finally instead of placing the blame it was more of the I feel um and so I had to get very comfortable with saying I feel like you're taking control away from me and then my counselor is like but what control are they actually taking? And I was like, oh, Ooh. Uh, what? Um, and my last lesson that I gave in Germany was actually on Ecclesiastes 3, uh, which is there's a season for everything. Uh, yeah. And so I'm standing in front of these students saying, you have been here for a season and now God hopefully taught you something while you were here. But now it's time for a new season in your life. And I'm standing there saying these things. And I hear myself talking. I The idea makes sense to me, but I couldn't put it into action. Mm. And so part of counseling was to say, okay, what have all of these seasons in your life been? And we actually went through every house I had lived in mm. and said, what did that season of life teach you? And where did you think you were in control? What caused the issues where you felt like you had lost control and we just kind of verbally processed all of it. I'm more of a verbal person. If I start writing things, I will just end up writing a task list or a list of this and that. So I, for me having that counselor there saying, okay, this is how I felt her listening and then saying, okay, so I'm going to challenge you with this and just twisting things in a way to make me realize that even when I thought I was in control, I wasn't Mm -hmm. like God was, God was directing me on certain paths. Like God, I a hundred percent believe God put me in Germany. And so he canceled Haiti. He took that, he shut that door um, and said, Nope, that's not where I need you to be. And he taught me something while I was in Germany. And he taught me something when I was in South Carolina, all of these things, what did that teach me? Um, And so just realizing that there was that season for everything, a verse that really stood out. I, it was introduced to me in high school and it was on my brain the whole time and I used it, but it didn't actually stick until I was in counseling was Isaiah 41:10. Fear not for I'm with you. Be not afraid for I'm your God. I will help you. Yes, I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And in high school and college, I took it as I can do anything because God is with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. You're going to read the Bible to, to see mm-hmm. what you want to see when you're yeah. in a spot like that. Um, and in post-college, post-Europe, um, it was more of that do not fear because I am with you, because I will uphold you, because I will strengthen you. And yes, he's there to do those things, but he's not strengthening me so that I can control the issue. He's strengthening me so that I can get through the issues that I'm not in control of. Um, And so it was that transition and it's never been easy. It still is not easy owning my own business. Mm -hmm. I want things done a certain way. Um, And I want, I earned a, so in our business, we can earn trips and earn vacations. And I've earned a free trip to um, Wisconsin that I'm really excited about. And I had to have a 
20 minute conversation with Shane of, do we go? Do we go on this vacation? Because if we go, somebody else has to run our business and somebody else is in control. And what if they don't do, what if I used to freak out because people didn't pour shakes the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like, um, this is not something that I'm a hundred percent over. I, I'm not going to pretend like I don't have control (laughs) issues still to this day. Um, but it, Luckily for me, my husband Shane is fantastic and will let me continue the verbal processing that the counselor did with me of, okay, I feel this. I need to talk it out a little bit. And he listens and he says, you're not crazy for feeling this way, but what if you think about it this way? Or what if you do this? And so he has been fantastic for me of processing, okay, I'm scared that if we go to Wisconsin, Somebody else is going to mess up my business. And he says, "How? what are they going to do wrong? And I'm like, oh, they're going to serve bad shakes. Okay, they serve a couple bad shakes. <laughs> the building's still there. You still have a business. You still have customers. And to me, Ashley, college Ashley would have said, absolutely not. I'll fire them if they do one bad shake. Where Ashley now realizes they're human yeah. and they're going to make mistakes just like you made mistakes mm-hmm. along the way. So um, it's that I can even in your story, I can hear the slow release from oh, like yeah. fist, <laughs> like white knuckle holding onto mm-hmm. something so tight, this slow opening of your hands and saying, God, I know mm-hmm. you put my business in this hand, but you can take it away, but I'm going to leave my palm open yes. for this. A hundred percent. It's like you read my notes, Liz, and you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it really was. Um, there were so many things. And I mean, I feel like we're just kind of scraping the surface of all the change that happened in my life. Part of the story is that I transitioned from Youth for Christ to owning my own business because it was, I had ended up putting my identity in Youth for Christ. And Youth for Christ is amazing. If you are listening to this and not involved, find a way. Um, but um, I would say I was I took so much pride in being part of Youth for Christ and that being so much of part of my identity that it was really God one day saying, like, you're done. Mm-hmm. And I had to transition away from it for a while. And I had to God really kind of forced my hands open on that one. And he's like, all right, give that to me because you're, you're not using this correctly. And I was like, no, but I'm great at youth for Christ. Like, why are you taking this away? And, um, it was, it was a process of, if I continued to stay with youth for Christ, which is a great organization, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be making this transition that we're making and I wouldn't own my own business, which has always been a goal, Mm -hmm. a dream of mine. And so even when I thought I was in control and I thought I was doing things because I was in charge, the, the change that came wasn't always bad. Sometimes, sometimes it was difficult. Sometimes it was really hard. Um, that was why it caused the spirals and the insanity (laughs) in a loving way to myself. Um, but being willing to see that change and that God was in control of it. If, if he wouldn't have taken youth for Christ away, if he wouldn't have forced, not forced me out, but I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah. said like, he you're done. The, he closed he the door. 100% closed that door. Um, God if, can oh. take good things and close the door on those right. for something even better that mm-hmm. you never knew that you always yeah. wanted. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know I would own it shake shop but I knew I wanted to own my own business and it's taught me so much and um so if God wouldn't have said no more youth for Christ I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am right Mm -hmm. now so yeah you release the control and let God 
do his thing. Yeah. You know, I was talking to some students the other day and we talked about how, you know, sometimes we put God in the backseat and mm -hmm. we're like, God, I'm glad that you're on the ride with me. But like, if you can ride in the back, that'd be great because right. I'm still going to control. But then sometimes we give the illusion of control of saying like, God, I'm still going to take the wheel, but you're in the passenger yes, side. You're like my co-pilot God, yep. but it's like, no, you're still controlling the wheel. Mm -hmm. What real release of control is, is letting God take the driver's seat and yeah. you in the passenger seat and yeah. you're along for the ride. You're participating in it, but God is driving mm -hmm. your story. And so even like hearing your transition, it's yeah. been really cool to, to, to hear that like slow opening of the hands <laughs> and slowly but surely have moments where yes. you let God take the wheel yes. and, um, and all that. I know that we're yeah. always back and forth and, and everything, but um, it, life's a journey and oh, we, yeah. and we grow and we learn and, and then, all of that. Yeah. And God, I mean, this, it's so crazy looking back at it now, there are so many areas where I would freak out because I wasn't in control and I, God, I would jump into a new job because I needed a job. I needed to pay my bills and all of this, or I needed that. And so I've got all of these skill sets that because something else changed in my life and I adapted and I jumped into it while spiraling sometimes, I learned a new set of skills, which got me to where I am now. So mm -hmm. even when I felt like God was distant or taking things away from me, he was still teaching me things and preparing me. And that's really where that Ecclesiastes, um, a season for everything. I mean, there's a reason I went through all of this. There's not a reason that I acted like a child mm -hmm. while doing so. Um, but there is a purpose for it all. And I see that now, yeah. um, which makes it a little easier to have that open hands. And even while I was going through counseling and talking through it, it was this process of maybe I'd open one hand, but I'm still kind of holding with the other or I'd let go, but my fingers are still kind of curled. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm letting go. Uh -huh. And God's like, um, you've still got a pretty good grip on yeah. that. Um, and so it just, <laughs> I'm like, okay, but they're open. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it really, in the moment, I don't see that. Yeah. And um, so it's always for me, hey, what have you learned over the last month? So right now, Ashley, I'd oh, love yeah. to give you the chance to read your letter to your younger self. Dear younger me lighten up. I say this playfully, but it is also true. I know so much change has hurt you, but it's going to be okay. This change will teach you. It will grow you. It will hurt, but that's what makes you stronger. Your hopes and dreams will change, but that's not failure. It's a season. And just like in a year, each season of your life will come and go. It doesn't mean it was bad or a waste of time. It means they were necessary. Necessary for learning, growing and getting to the next season hold your life your hopes and your dreams with open hands don't cling to them and when they change know that's okay know that god put them on your heart for a reason but now he's putting something else there for a reason and it's going to be okay change is good and you will survive it love me mm, that's that's good stuff and good reminders for your younger self so if you're talking right now yeah. to somebody who is struggling with the same thing of struggling with control and struggling with change in their life, mm -hmm. what is maybe some advice that you can give to them? Um, so my advice, uh, 100%, if you are struggling with change or control, 
please realize, hey, you're not in control. Um, but for me personally, it was seeking somebody to talk to. Um, maybe for you, it's journaling. Maybe it's for you, um, it's writing out, I feel this, which makes me feel this. I'm feeling this because of this. And just seeing if there's habits or patterns, um, realizing in all of this, I mean, go to God 100%, um, read his word. There are so many times where it says he's in control and he's got you. So please know that's true. Um, but maybe maybe if you are, maybe if this is a little stronger of a feeling, maybe it's time to seek professional help. Counseling has been a lifesaver for me and I'm a big advocate for it. I wouldn't know my healthy coping skills if I hadn't gone to counseling. Um, but it Maybe it's not time for counseling for you. So finding one person you trust, maybe if you're lucky and you're in this area, you've got Liz or another Campus Life volunteer um, and admitting that you don't have control and saying, hey, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. Um, so for me personally, it was finding somebody I could talk through all of that with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no. so good. And Ashley, just seeing, like, because I actually knew you when you were in high school. I yes. remember meeting you, and I was just starting to lead my Campus Life Club, and I, I met you. You were graduating. You went to high school with my husband, Patrick, and so I've just, I've, I've had little doses of Ashley here and there, and now that you're moving off to Muncie, I I have noticed some big changes in you and it's been really cool to watch you grow in your 20s and now you're entering into your 30s as a healthier person because you're releasing that control and it's really trusting God yes. more and more and more. And because of your trust in God, he is being more and more faithful to you and trusting you with more and more things mm -hmm. because you're able to give them up and release them to him to do the thing that he does best, yeah. which is be God. Mm -hmm. And so Ashley, thank you for so much for joining us on this podcast today. And this is your first podcast. And I know you're super pumped is on your bucket list yeah, to be in a podcast uh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, hopefully I get better because Annie F downs, I'm coming for you. Uh, I feel like you're going to interview me one day. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> um, but everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like us on Spotify or Apple podcasts, leave us a review and let us know what you like share this with your friends and i hope you learn a little bit more about ashley today a little bit more about yourself and hopefully even more about god go out and have an awesome day